Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Wild Wild Weiss, the community podcast for Calgary Weiss Schwartz. I'm today's host, Igor Squatslav. With me today are Kilua and Slowbro. Kilua is the Annie Evo 2020 champion, while Slowbro was an undefeated part of the top of a top eight team in Dan's Ranch Team Trios tourney this February. So, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. Just enjoying some nice white shorts. I was just watching a uh, UA Pang trying to brew some South Alization decks. Okay. <laughs> How's South Alization looking? Like, well, his first two decks were a total bust, so we finally got <laughs> him into one of our decks that we told him to build, and he's 3 0. Okay. Oh, baby. Sounds <laughs> promising. Not gonna lie, squad goals getting UA Pang on the show, I think that would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking about Dan's Ranch, first off, uh, Kilua was on the admin team for that, so uh, congratulations on a tournament well run. That ran really smoothly, and it was a ton of fun. Yeah, I got a lot of positive feedback. It was a really fun time for me. I hope to do something again with him one day, probably in a few months. Nice, nice. And uh, yeah, congrats to your team, Slowbro. You guys did really well. And uh, to folks listening, if you haven't had a chance already, uh, Slowbro has written up a tournament log of his team's experience over on the Wild Wild Weiss blog. We'll be plugging that at the end of the show. Yeah, I think I need to get a better team next time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm just can't have can't have two teammates sharing the same deck again. <laughs> a card full. <laughs> no, totally. We did pretty good early. Like we literally went, I think it was three or four rounds where no one lost a single game. And then after that, my teammates just started losing every game after. Oh, <laughs> pretty <feels> funny. <laughs> yeah, I know uh my team with uh Plat Plat and Honkers uh first first round went great. The loss was really close, and then it just turned into games from hell for two of the three players every round. Yikes. The worst one, I think, was uh, in round two, Honkers had like something like a 75% chance of winning. Whiffed. And then uh, I had Fujimi Bunko just die on me. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Fujimi, not the hottest in the meta right now. No. It was just what I had on me at the time. Because uh, Plat Plat was playing Adventure Time, and yeah, when you're playing a four of Remember You Brainstorm and Remember You Event, that kind of blocks off the rest of Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs> I can go for some yellow build and play the other event. The other events are good. It's just the Remember You Brainstorm is the best brainstorm. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it makes things a bit rougher in Adventure Time, especially because the level one brainstorm, when you play it, you have to show your opponent your hand. Yeah, a bit of a downside, but yeah. is it mandatory? If you if you, you want to run two adventure time decks, it's going to be mandatory. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's mandatory. Slow, bro. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so we've reconvened the panel this week to talk about the upcoming English set, Data Live. In Japan, Data Live was one of the dominant sets for the better part of 2020. We've got three questions for the panel today about this powerful set coming to English Weiss Schwartz. The first. Will DAL have to change the way it's played to work in the English metagame to achieve the same level of dominance? While having multiple strong builds, Data Live's most notorious build was its eight standby trigger build. It smothered the opponent with strong standby characters, disrupted its opponents with great events, it had easy ways to control the top of its deck, and deployed a finisher with three great effects to choose from for a low cost. Do you think the eight standby variants will be the most popular in English? 
And will they see modifications for the English metagame? Okay, so for me personally, I think you mainly had to modify the deck for the mirror match. Back in JP, there's like three other decks that were also meta at the time. But in English, the only other meta deck is probably going to be like maybe Fate and Konosuba. So it's like, you, you're, you're probably going to see a lot of mirror matches, especially since when I'm looking global and, and Discord, I see a ton of people trying asking for places still, even though it's all sold out. Okay, so then uh, Plat Plat and I are lucky that we're getting ours. <laughs> I agree. You have to plan for the mirror because even back in JP format, like a lot of decks did tech for the mirror just because it's not like you had that many problems with against the other decks anyways, because if they were playing a standard deck, like they can't really contest any of your standby cards. It was mainly like the mirror because the deck doesn't have that much power modulation unless you like specifically put those cards in. So the mirror is like a bit of a fiesta if you're playing standby v standby. Yeah, the mirror is going to be a huge skill check between players, I would believe. Mm. The sorts of modifications that are going to happen are going to be power modulations or more disruptive plays, or are we going to see more like some anti-standby techs? Yeah, you're yeah. going to have to tech either one the 1-1 one, one, uh, anti-change bomb or the Milo Shido event. And you're going to play that PR that lets you side with no soul penalty, so you can side some 2-2s. Two yeah, the PR is really good. Cards. Mm -hmm. mm. I think in terms of English, though, some of the older decks might be able to have an okay time against DL. Like, for example, if you play AOT or Love Live, they can also like put out really big bodies at level 2 and try to contest your board. But I just don't know how consistent those decks are in like today's better game. I love how AOT just doesn't disappear. Because <laughs> AOT, they have the wind triggers for their combo, and they have the back row, like the Armin back row with the changer to pump power, and they can play the Eren EP, I think. It's just like really fat EP if your opponent has a level 3. It's like easy to get on board and start punching stuff. No, I mean, they, they love can just play around and not play their early place. Yeah, just yeah, that's fair. If they see, but they also have a plethora of other EPs too. I think, like I don't, I don't think those decks are like good by themselves. But in terms of the matchup, they could have something. Yeah, AOT might actually have to change the way they build. Maybe they have to go to eight win. They can't play thank you anymore. <laughs> eight win for that matchup. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what the top players play. I I know, I heard World Champion Riaz, who's like known for his AOT. He might be swapping to Day Alive too. I think, oh yeah, if you're going to play that style of deck, Data Live is just like the best one overall, so you might as well swap to it. Yeah, it's Data Live, Konosuba, Face, like, probably going to be the bigger sets for this upcoming season if we do get an actual competitive mm -hmm. season. What about uh, Kaguya? I heard that was pretty good in. Kaguya is actually doing pretty fine in JP right now, but it's hard to say because Kaguya came out after the DAO ban list. So we, we, I don't really know Daylight, I mean, uh, Kage versus uh, full-powered DAO matchup. Yeah, that's going to be a new one. I'm not going to lie, from what I've seen from Kaguya so far, I haven't been too impressed, so that might, that might just be my limited experience. So the biggest point in that matchup is they have a Lacombru EP, if you don't know what it is. It's just like a 2 life CX you early play, and then it gains 4-5, can't use backups or assists, and has Clock Kick. So it's like hard removal to 2-2s. Two it beats over every single card in uh, Dow's board. That's mm. why it's a good pickup. Pick yeah, also from experience, Kaguya's finisher is pretty nutty. I think that card's like kind of silly, to be honest. 
<laughs> you could get you could get like three burn ones off one card, and like the cost is really cheap. It's it's like Mikasa, but it's on a door, and it heals, and it's like half the cost. Oh wow! No, that's beautiful. Because Mikasa's uh CX combo on attack burn one, and then on reverse pay two burn one, right? Kage yeah. ones on reverse resonance and then ditch, ditch. Card. yeah resonate ditch. So it's just pay one ditch one instead of pay two, which is usually better if you use, uh, spread out your resources. Mm, I agree. Yeah, so it sounds like Dal's going to have a pretty good position in the met- metagame. Would you consider it best deck in format in English? Until I'm proven otherwise, I would say yes. Yeah, likely. Yeah, one thing English players like to say is that the English meta is more aggressive than JP. But during the time of Dallas full power, it wasn't even the best deck there when there's sets that are even more aggressive than what English has right now with stuff like Psychono and Grisaia full power. Those decks just like try field as soon as possible, slams CX every turn, has anti-heal or memory compression. It's like pretty tough time for Dow. And I don't think any English deck can hit that kind of aggression without gimping its entire uh, The thing game. is, even if you hit the deck to level two, once they like have the board going and they have the token back row, like it's really easy to stabilize. If a standby deck stabilizes and you're playing like some kind of rush deck, you're going to have open slots and they're going to be hitting you for twos and threes every turn. And it's really hard to keep up damage yeah. after. Unless you like god cancel every turn. But yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, and then on top of that, the standby target for Dal lets you fix your triggers. It's really nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the 2-2, two, two, the 1-0 just enables so much for the deck. The level 2 game is just actually insane. Looks like English Weiss is going to get a BDIF, as we lovingly called it in Pokemon when we routinely got them. Dal was dominant enough in the English meta to earn itself a pretty hefty choose one of three restriction. You may play only one of the following cards, the 1-0 with three really nice effects, the Kurumi finisher, and the Toka back row that we were talking about allows you to check top card your deck, move to bottom when you reverse your opponent on their turn. Do you think Data Live will, well, we said, occupy a de- dominant stance in English metagame that did in Japanese before the Banhammer comes down? I don't... Um, I'm not sure it will do enough to warrant that, uh, like, a hit. It's, like, hard to tell with Bushy C, because yeah. they, they never hit AOT when that was a big problem. Yeah. So who knows? They say they're going to monitor. What's on the ban list right now? It's just the Batman card, right? Yeah, all the ban list right now is basically just their, their, their fake Urata page. Yeah, I think it'll likely be the best deck, but I don't think it'll dominate like hard enough to warrant English having a real ban list where it's not had one for all this time. Because in previous English formats, you also had like one or two decks just clearly dominating the meta as well. And they never did anything, so I don't know if this is like enough to really change it. Also, the thing of English events is like if they look at participation, down might not still not be the most popular. So it'll be up there, but you, you have people that always bring sword art and bang dream to events. True that. Do you think card availability is going to kind of hamper Dal's ability to be super dominant in earlier rounds of the tournament just because not enough people can get it? Yeah, as I said, lots of people are still asking for them, so yeah, it's it might be hard pressed the, to find. I don't know how much supply they printed. I think it's mainly on the supply because the main cards you use in the deck, they're all, like most of it's low rarity, so it, it shouldn't actually be hard to get. It's mainly giving me the three cheap yeah. me. That's that's a four of. <laughs> yeah, that that deck's <laughs> just that card super expensive. Everything else is like really cheap. It hit like forty k yen in JP. I, uh, I so four four nine eighty. I saw at one point. 
that's that's yes. pretty nutty yeah but i released like at least 30 dollars and then skyrocket pretty fast unless bushy announced a reprint which they haven't done in a yeah. long time like a rerun that's what they did in jp it like spiked super high but then they reprinted a bunch and they all came crashing down because there was like so much extra supply i guess one of the hard things uh with english weiss is the connection from suppliers to the local game store seems it's not that super healthy like you have ua going on to youtube and basically saying that yeah i don't like to sell sealed product in the store in here it's expensive to acquire it sounds like it's going to be a problem like a pipeline problem for weiss especially if we want to get new players into the game and get good sets into their hands I think UA also mentioned like problem with English is like the taxes that gets hit on these products when they ship it over. That's why everything is more expensive in English than JP. Just because Japan, you know, they they print it and they sell it within Japan. There's no no border tax. While if you're if you're living in Europe, you're gonna have to play a hefty royalty fee in order yeah. to get voice cards. Yeah, and then Canada as well has uh, tariffs on trading cards. Yeah. It's pretty unfortunate. Stores actually can't sell cheaper than JP products. Yeah, I mean, that's that. to be expected. And you also have to consider the cost for like uh, localization into English as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard because like I do, I really do enjoy the English metagame. And I think it's probably one of the easier ways to get new players into Weiss Schwartz just because uh, you don't have to look them in the eye and say, lol, here's this card. You're, you may never learn to read. Yes, New, newer players like to read their cards. so. It's understandable. Well, like, I remember when I, I started out playing Weiss and there wasn't an English edition. It, it was really hard. Just like, here's these cards. And then it would really slow down the game for me to go over, look, look over my translations and then come back and figure out what exactly I was trying to do. And it's, it's really hard for new players. Hmm. Yeah, I started off with English, so I can't say the same. <laughs> I did English <laughs> for like two years before I picked up JP. Oh, I started with an English starter jet deck and then transitioned to JP right after. Because I think when I started, it was at uh, Trilogy. And like the only English product was like the starter decks. So we got pretty bored of those uh, quite okay. fast and just. Uh, you also played Angel Beats for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I played <laughs> JP Angel Beats. It was a good deck at the time, but then uh, got outdated, you know? Yeah, so I guess. Uh... If Bushy SEA does decide to use their ban list, what do you think it would look like? Would it look like the way that Japan applied a choose from three, choose one? Or do you think we're going to see something novel? I wholeheartedly agree with the Japanese heads. I think everyone who paid attention to Japanese competitive scene were also expecting those three, three same cards to be hit. Those, those were the biggest problem cards that the set had. Even though that DAO is still like that tier one deck in Japan still, it does heavily hamper its snowball capabilities. Yeah, I agree. The hits were very reasonable. Like even if you played the set, you will look at it and be like, yeah, like you take that, right? Like it was the most, uh, it was the best cards to hit and the deck still, as Kevin said, very much playable. Just a tiny bit weaker. Mm. Looking at this from kind of a wise history, some of the earlier English sets had version E's where they edit the cards uh were you guys surprised that this didn't get a version e treatment not at all for me because they got a lot of backlash last time it happened and i don't think there's really any reason to even if it's for the like sake of balance per se because like the metagame is just never going to be balanced it's not like dl like flips it on its head or anything right 
even if it's going to be the best deck. So I don't think there was really a need for version E. From what I heard, now this is just a rumor, but back in Nisekoi day, before I said came out, the white scene in North America was really small. Twenty announced Nisekoi, I believe some small vocal audience were the one who were outspoken about not wanting full power of Nisekoi in English. That's why they changed it. Now that the community is bigger, there's less people who actually vocalize they don't mind full power DAO or they don't. They don't want the change, so that's why they haven't done it. They haven't they didn't even change anything for like when they released Kantai Dirt Fleet or the Sunshine set, yeah. the extra booster set. Yeah. So it's like it's not surprising to see Dal now that the community for Weiss is much bigger than it was six years yeah. ago. And I don't think the scale of power is quite the same because if you look at Nisekoi back then, it took 90% of top spots in tournaments. It was like <laughs> Pretty insane. Yeah, Nisquay was a pretty big problem yeah. back yeah. in. It was huge. At least in Japan, it's like it was one of the top four decks, but wasn't the clear dominant deck in Japan. Yeah, it was like take like BAL was taking up like thirty percent or something, right? That's what I remember around there. So it wasn't like as bad. Yeah, because you also had Grisaya and Seikano were very well represented. And then like Love Live and stuff. I and love Sal, Sal. And... <laughs> I was actually surprised at how well ReZero was doing last season. That deck also never dies. It's like a good stuff dot, dot deck that just like there's nothing super impressive about it, but it just works. Yeah, and so it's a fan favorite. One one of the more popular series of some some of uh hardcore fans will just play it. <clears throat> JP. JP, yeah. JP, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man works wonders with that deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with uh, Chris. Chris F. Yeah, they're yeah. both pretty good at the deck. I've seen them play quite a few times. Yeah, so like, if we get a proper Spring Fest this season, I wouldn't be surprised. Like as you're saying, that Dal isn't like the runaway hit because yeah, there's a lot of people who like those older decks that are still very capable. Where some people just won't get Data Live in their hands. Yeah. Do I think Data Live still gonna be top tier? Yes, but do I think it's gonna be everywhere? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I don't think it's going to be egregiously dominant. You you still have to worry about. I, I think like it might it might be in like the first couple tournaments because that that's like whenever new sets come out that always happens. People want to like play the new stuff and try it out, but over time it'll like go back down. And I guess is there anything on the English release schedule that uh, after Data Live is going to spook it? Mm, maybe Fate because they get the second set. Wait, no, Fate comes. No, yeah, Fate's after. Fate's there, Kaguya's there. I don't think Bofri really does too much against the deck. We're getting Bofri? Yeah, we're getting Bofri. In like, uh, huh. April. Maybe Slam 2, right? No, April's Magic Record. I think it's June. Did they announce Slam yeah. 2? Oh, okay. oh, no, no, May. May. May's, May's uh, Bofri. Then June's Kaguya and Fate. July is, uh, you know, English exclusive. What was that thing? Okay. Seven Deadly oh, Sins. Oh, right. So, yeah, if, if, if they make, if they make, if they don't int, this English goes if we make it at least like if they make it eight average time level or better, it'll be really nice. It could mm. be a threat. But if they make it moth cycle, car catch soccer level strong, it's probably not gonna do anything. Okay. It's a shame because mob psycho, I remember when they were spoiling the cards, there's a lot of cards that are like, these look cool and like they'd be fun to play, and then the fact that there's just not enough power there is a little disappointing. I think it needs a second set, to be honest. We say that about a lot of sets. I think it's the finishers. All the finisher in that set was so sad. Toppin's so sad in that deck. 
and level one's pretty sad too. Pepe has. And it's some really amazing utility cards, but just the combos that puts the deck together just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. That about wraps us up for today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about where Data Live will fit in in the competitive English meta because it was a ton of fun to delve into. If you did, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Search Wild Wild Weiss. If you want to check out our written work, head on over to wildwildweiss.wordpress.com. As we mentioned on top of the show, Slowbro, our undefeated team member of the, one of the top eight teams for Dad's Ranch, has written his tournament log there. I also have a tech profile up if you want to check that out. Ooh, beauty. And you took data live through yeah, that, right? I did. Nice. So completely relevant. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired. All right. And if you want to see updates from us, follow us up on Twitter or check out the Calgary Weiss Schwartz community on Facebook or Discord for Calgary players that Century Box has gotten our Springfest weekly league season. Uh it'll be going bi-weekly starting the Friday of this recording. March 12th, and it'll be running bi-weekly until the end of April. So if you want to check that out, check out the Discord or talk to the tournament organizer, uh, which you can find in that Discord. Uh, do you guys have anything you guys want to plug before we close? Yeah, if you want to follow some JP Meta stuff, I have, I also have a website, kilowls.wordpress.com. I post all the results of uh, some week locals in Japan, so if you want to check out what Japan's doing, it's a pretty good follow. I hear your card of the day guy now. Yeah, ever since Randall stepped down, I have some some of my friends help translate stuff for me. And I just do the, all the PSCT, the problem problem solving card text mm. for YST time and for all the discords. Sometimes I'll post in global, global if it's like a big one, but most of the time I'll post in Discord. Nice. So okay, if you follow the competitive YST Discord, you can see card days that I write up. Nice, nice. Uh, nothing for me. Just uh, follow the Calgary YST blog. And yeah, thanks for watching. We'll have more Dal content coming up in March. So. We'll help you stick around for that. Until next time, this has been Igor Squatslov. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope to see y'all next time.